0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The Catholic Archdiocese of Dublin has made dozens of submissions to the City Council seeking to delist as many as 32 churches and parish centres from a new tax that is supposed to spur house building on vacant land. Arthur Beasley, current affairs editor of the Irish Times, is on the line now. Arthur, good morning. Morning to you, Pat. So, um, first of all, what is this new tax uh, that has scared the Archdiocese of Dublin?
1: this is the residential zoned land tax which is to be imposed from the start of next year on land zoned residential which has a facilities such as water those kind of services available to it and which is unused and the idea is that this tax will be levied at a rate of 3% on the market value of the land uh, thereby uh, thereby it, they're, they're, thereby encouraging if you like yeah. The owners of the property to actually use the, use the property for for house building. Essentially, the aim is to uh, act against land hoarding.
0: Yeah, and, and you can understand how uh, developers trying to assemble a land bank may have land lying dormant, undeveloped, and perhaps even producing an eyesore in a locality uh, because they want to assemble a bigger land bank or they want to make a bigger profit, whatever it might be. But 3%... It might sound small, but when you think about it, you know, in ten years, uh, you've paid thirty percent more for the land, effectively through tax, than the original. Well, that's
1: exactly. That, that, that's exactly the that's exactly the objective. If you like, the objective is that people who who might be looking might be sitting on land, saying, "Look at you know, this is a rising market. I have got to wait five or ten years until uh, values uh, appreciate yet more." that uh, such a tax would give them pause to think again in terms of not using the property right now.
0: Okay. Now, why are churches, uh, you know, be they places of worship or parish halls, why are they uh, in this particular category? Because you'd imagine if services are carried on in churches, if there are meetings in parish halls, that they would not uh, have this applied to them.
1: Well, I mean, this is the, this is the question, and the, uh, the point made in all of these submissions which were made by the Lawrence O'Toole Diocesan Trust, which is the uh, body of the archdiocese that holds property for parishes, the point made is that these properties shouldn't be on the list at all. It's not a question of, their zoning. It's not a question of facilities such as water, utilities. Uh, it's a question that they are places of worship providing important uh, co- community and social, uh, providing an important politi- uh, community and social function. Um, so a, this is the point they have made. So, so uh,
0: just to explain, Arthur, I mean, how do these properties. End up on the list. Is it because they have car parks surrounding them? Is it because they're deemed to be defunct because some inspector from the council turned up and the doors were locked on a Tuesday afternoon at four o'clock? I mean, do we know how the list was compiled?
1: The list essentially is a, is a series of maps and properties are identified on the maps. It's not a list that, that, is, that, that, that goes line by line, property by property. These are the properties that are coloured, if you like, on, dra- on maps. And these maps essentially are draft maps. They're not the final maps that will determine which properties will be subject to the tax. And when they were published in November by all local authorities throughout the state, landowners, property owners were given the opportunity to make submissions within a period of two months. And that's what led to these submissions from the Archdiocese.
0: This is basically the Archdiocese saying to Dublin City Council, you don't know what you're talking about. These are places of worship. Um, These (laughs) These are meeting places. These are used by the community. So get lost.
1: It's, it, that, that is the, that's certainly the implication. Now, it may, be, it, may, it may be that the people who compiled the maps have looked around and, said, and uh, deemed that there is what, what might be termed surplus or idle property within church sites, but the import of the submissions from the church is that no distinction is made between the places of worship, worship and any other property that adjoins those on the same sites. Mm.
0: Yeah, because if, for example, you have uh, you know lush green pastures around a church, there were churches that were built uh, some time ago. In addition to any car parking that might be there, the idea that you then plonk housing on those green pastures uh, would seem maybe a little bit high-handed.
1: Well, there, 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 there is that argument. Uh, on the contrary, there's also the argument that this is a uh, housing crisis, it's we're in an emergency situation, that uh, any house building that uh, can be made uh, should indeed be done and that people shouldn't be waiting around. But the, the implication in these in the submissions of the church essentially is that the local council has got it wrong in this case.
0: Mm. Okay, uh, we move on to the other story that you've been covering extensively yourself, Arthur, in the Irish Times, and that is uh, the uh, cessation of the so-called Golden Visa programme for uh, people of means who are able to get residency here on foot of either an investment, a short-term investment uh, in, say, a property investment fund or a charitable donation, and that stops as and from today.
1: Uh, Close of business today. Uh, This has all happened uh, very quickly. The programme has been under review for several years uh, without any sign of uh, action, it has to be said, uh, on the part of the government in terms of uh, a conclusion from that process. However, Simon Harris, the Minister for Justice, brought a paper to Cabinet yesterday proposing that the scheme be scrapped, and uh, there and then, yesterday afternoon, the announcement came from the Minister's office that the uh, programme was going to stop as and from Uh, This evening, uh, the minister told the Shannon shortly afterwards that uh, he had landed on this view. He had received very strong, emphatic advice from his department and uh, was therefore going to close it down pretty much immediately. Mm -hmm. So any applications... Uh, have to go in today
0: yeah Uh, do you think uh, this is kind of a considered view Uh, I know people were saying it's mostly about uh, Chinese people perhaps looking for a way out of China if things go badly wrong for them if uh, you know the government of uh, Xi decides to um, change the rules in terms of wealthy people and so on so they make a great escape to to Ireland Uh, against the background of Chinese made cameras in Doyle Aaron and balloons over America is there a bit of panic going on here?
1: I I think in in fairness I think it is a considered view the like I say the thing has been under review for a long time a report went to Helen McEntee uh, when she uh, to in her office as Minister for Justice at the end of 2020 Uh, there was no uh, outcome from that report meanwhile word emerged that the government was maybe thinking again that the thing might be scrapped and there was a surge of applications last year from China. Um, The total number of applications was uh, at at three times the rate in the previous year and uh, there were almost 1,300 and and all but 41 were from China. Uh, I think there was a view that the benefits of the scheme had had weighed or tilted too heavily in favour of people from one location. And also that the carrying out of due diligence, checking who was who and what was what and where the money was going was becoming uh, particularly onus in that
0: situation. There's something about very difficult to get uh, chapter and verse on some of these people uh, from uh, China. Uh, how do you know how can you vet them etc etc but they have another scheme anyway the Startup Entrepreneur Programme the STEP Programme from 2012 and that will continue if an entrepreneur comes to Ireland with a great idea uh, and wants to invest in doing it here and implementing it here that uh, programme will continue which is I suppose uh, proper Arthur thank you very much for joining us Arthur Beasley is Current Affairs Editor with the Irish Times